and welcome to this bonus episode of the EMG Health Podcast, supported by Beckman Coulter. My name is Dr. Julianne Locke, and in this series, we will discuss how microbiology testing has a vital role to play in solving the impending health crisis of antimicrobial resistance. In this episode, we will examine the role new drugs can play in tackling this worldwide health crisis. From development to implementation, in vitro diagnostics can provide real solutions. Joining me from Beckman Coulter are Dr. Jean Patel, Principal Scientific Affairs, and Dr. Fabian Wickman, Scientific Affairs Europe. So Jean, let's start at the beginning. The journey from bench to bedside is always a long one. Talk me through the steps involved from new drug development to finally reaching the patient, and how can a greater understanding of AMR aid the development of new effective drugs? Drug development really begins with a process that's called drug discovery. And and this is the part of development that is getting super hard. Drug discovery means trying to find a chemical agent that might be a promising antimicrobial. And typically, these have been found in nature, and, and they've been developed into antimicrobial agents that can be used in patients. The drugs we have today are actually, can be traced back to five or six major classes of antimicrobial agents. And within that class, all the different drugs are related to each other. And that's because it, it's actually hard to find these antimicrobials. And once you find one that works, you can just change it a little bit if resistance occurs. And that's how we got to the menu of drugs that we have today. So we need to start looking for antimicrobials in new places where we haven't looked before because we definitely need new drugs. There are a lot of reasons why a drug might not become an antimicrobial agent. It might be toxic. It might not be that efficacious, or it might not distribute in the body very well. And then it's not a great drug for treating infections in all parts of the body. Once that agent's been found, then there's a really long road ahead. Their uh, drug development occurs in three phases. These phases are meant to... um, assess the safety of the drug, um, the efficacy of the drug, and how that drug compares to other kinds of treatment that are currently standard of care for treating infections. That that whole process takes about 10 years. Um, So that means that we are waiting a long time for these new drugs to come to market. A pharmaceutical company is investing a lot of money in developing these drugs. Once they do come to market, there's a really challenging economic model for these drugs because antibiotic stewardship is, you know, a practice that we use or the medical community uses to make sure drugs are only used when they're really needed. And that means these new drugs that come to market are put on a shelf and only pulled off when they're absolutely needed. And if we didn't do that, then resistance would develop too soon, too fast, and we would lose the efficacy of that drug. So almost all pharmaceutical companies today 
that invest in um, antibiotic development are getting assistance from organizations like um, in the U.S. It would be the healthcare, the HHS part of government that is funding these drug developments. There are also organizations like CarbaX where drug companies are getting funding for drug development. Because we are seeing such an increase in antimicrobial resistance and we know what kind of drugs, what kind of uh, drug activity we need. Um, to treat these infections. There are ways to actually design drugs um, to make sure that we are getting the ones that are going to treat the infections that we're seeing today. Great. So there's a multitude of things really going on there. I I liked the point you were making about antibiotic stewardship and that idea of just, you know, really being selective of what you use and when you use it so that we're not speeding up the process of AMR. Fabienne, the pandemic has really shown us that it is possible to rapidly get medications to market in the face of a global pandemic. And this really only happened because the world was focused on on a solution. What are the challenges normally faced when trying to get new drugs to patients? So I'll start actually with the point of view of us as IVD manufacturers. So if we want to develop an essay for a new drug, so if we want to be able to provide testing for AMR for a new drug, then we have to develop a new assay. And therefore, it is really important to know or to anticipate when this drug will actually come to market. So as Jean mentioned, we have the 10 years of drug development. And then the assay development takes us approximately three years. So we need to start in advance to develop an assay and anticipate when the drug will come to market. For us, us, this is a really challenging point. However, there is a new ISO document that we can adhere to. And with this new ISO, it has become less challenging because we can show performance based on an MAC. So based on MIC accuracy and the assessment of a bias compared to the reference method. So this makes assay development a little easier but it still is a major step. Then another barrier of getting the drug to the patient is the adoption of the drug by the practitioners and also patents. This is the point we haven't actually touched at all because um, the price of treatment using a patent and drug is always higher compared to a drug for which patents have expired. One example of this is um, the treatment of a patient with ceftazidim avibactam, Ceftazidin and avibactam is a newer drug inhibitor combination, and the treatment for the patient is about 50% higher compared than a treatment with colistin. Colistin is a really old drug, and it has been associated with um, toxicity. Therefore, we should actually get away from using colistin. But if it's cheaper, then the adoption will be slower of new drugs, of course. So for patented drugs, the, uh, the patents can be extended, which makes the use of the drugs even more, pos- it postpones the use of the drugs even more. Does that make sense? So usually drugs are adopted in the US first, and then they are applied in Europe. And the adoption and availability in the rest of the world are very slow sometimes. However, there are programs, for example, there's an NGO called Guard P, which is actually situated not very far from my house. And they are working very hard to get a new drug inhibitor combination called cefepim tanibarbactam, 
also available in low-income countries. At Beckman Coulter, we're working hard to have that drug available on our panel as soon as it comes out. I guess that's really kind of the key point, isn't it? That it's all well and good focusing on the adoption of new drugs. And that's really important to find new drugs that are going to be maybe either more specific to particular pathogens um, that will reduce the risk of AMR. But really a key part is for, you know, governments and health organisations across the globe to raise awareness more and more of the problem of AMR so that clinicians are more selective in what they use and patients maybe are managing their expectations a bit better in terms of not expecting to get an antibiotic every time they have an infection. Thank you to Jean and to Fabienne for expanding on the vital role microbiology and indeed microbiologics can play in contributing to the development and rollout of new drugs to fight AMR. The interdisciplinary approach is what is needed to overcome this global crisis. And there's no point in providing new drugs to clinicians if we don't have useful ways in deciding when to use them. We can't continue to use a sledgehammer to crack a nut. For now, that's all we have time for in this episode. However, there are three podcasts in this series and all are available on our website. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out our archive for more episodes just like this one. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We release new EMG podcasts every Friday. Take care, stay safe and goodbye for now. Mm